ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. Now, the show you've been all waiting for. Mr. 702 from Las Vegas is going to speak to you. Well, alrighty then, we're at our podcast one more time. You're talking to Mr. 702, and we're having a great time today. Today is 420. Can you imagine that? 420, living in Las Vegas. It doesn't get any better than that. We're talking everywhere we go. You can go and get into a dispensary. They got all kind of menus that you can go through, all kind of edibles, I mean, you got everything you need. You don't have to go to the corner. Remember the old days where you go to the corner, yo, you got a nickel? Not anymore. Now it's legal. Now you can go to any dispensary. I swear to God, they're in every third block of Las Vegas, and it's only going to grow even more. Right now they're fighting because they're about to approve the lounges, which is the next coming event that's coming up into Las Vegas, Nevada, where they're going to have opening lounges where you can go ahead, test your product, hang out smoke your products right there i'm talking just like if you were in a bar it's amazing it's great for everyone that believes in 420 and likes the cannabis life because it is smoothing and very very tasty and very much a fun thing to be on really a relaxation i've never been able to get off of it at all because i love it and no one's going to change me. I don't believe in pharmaceutical industry drugs. They do not make me feel good. I am not an oxy man. I am a marijuana man. Of course I am. And I love it. And especially living here in Vegas where it's legal and I'm not scared to show who I am. Just like Snoop, right? Snoop, for shizzle dog. Of course, Snoop, thanks. And everybody's having a great time. Today, we're drinking a little bit of wine. It's 420. We're sparking up. We're having a great time. And, of course, I'm going to have a special guest tonight on my podcast. You're never going to believe who it is. This person, let's just say she used to take a beating for a lifestyle. She loved it. She was very good at it. We're talking MAA style woman fighter huh a woman fighter here oh watch it now she's hitting me now easy now easy now her name is dun, 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 ladies and gentlemen boys and girls of all ages we're talking to hurricane you go ahead and say who you are girl go ahead karina you heard it. Hurricane Karina is here today in our podcast. And of course, we're always talking to Mr. 702. She'll be talking to us today because there's a particular thing why I brought her to the show today, guys. We're talking about 420. And these guys go and they take a beating, you know. And these guys have to endure this pain that they go through in order to achieve their career and try to be the best at what they do. And they take a beating. And beatings come with pain. And pharmaceutical industries which we all know ain't the right path uh we losing uh brothers and sisters family members at, at an alarming speed because of the opium addiction and uh we just 
we're tired of it. We, we, we want to see a change. And I'm all for the 420. And my girl right here, she's all for it too. And uh, she's going to talk a little bit more about her life and the, her experiences. This woman is a strong fighter. We're talking about she's gone in military. She was served more than four years. And uh, she's gone through a lot in her life. But let's uh, listen to her for a little bit and uh, see what she's got to say. Okay, guys? I think the last time I fought was wow. I don't want to say how old I am. Oh, yeah. great. You don't look a day over I'm not interested. <laughs> my mother and my grandmother are both 35, and they told me that once I reach 35, that I cannot age past that. So I guess if I were to tell them, I, I can't be older than my mother and my grandmother. So I'm 35. Very <laughs> Um, but yeah, like uh, fighting. It's so different now than it used to be when I first started watching it or when I first started actually practicing it. I think if I actually started practicing fighting when I very first wanted to um, was when I was managing one of the UFC, or no, not UFC gyms, but the 24-hour fitnesses off of uh, Cheyenne and Rainbow. Okay. And I first moved here, I was living off of like Alta and Rainbow, right down that area. And like, but then I like my friends that my, my buddies kind of like discouraged me. So I was like, but that's when I first ever was like, because oh. <laughs> when I was young, I thought I was cool to like wrestle with boys and fight with boys. My older sister used to beat the piss out of me when we were young. Oh, oh wow! My God, <laughs> yo, <laughs> my best battles was when I was a little kid. Oh, goodness gracious. The shit that happens when you're little and nobody's watching is <laughs> funny. Well, so, first of all, you oh, said sorry. you went to the military. Yes. How was that experience? I mean, when I talk about the military, I can tell you, I can look you in the eye and tell you, hey, I have had my best and my worst military memories while I was in the military. So when I was out there, uh, I was not any actual direct combat. So I was in Costa. I mean, do you know where the Balkans are? Do you know very much about the area? Like, have you ever been there or anything? Okay, so, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful out there. But I mean... There's a lot of different, like, third world countries and stuff like that in every different place, completely different from the next. We just, as Americans, don't usually get to see stuff like that unless you're actually in the military and, like, have to go and help and do everything that you do in Europe. It's so different. Like, you can, like, sit here and be in the States the entire time and watch that shit on TV and be like, oh, it's kind of like the movies, you know, it doesn't really exist because you never really saw it, but then when you get over there, you know, actually exist with it and actually see it and live around it and people in it, it's so much different. You have so much more respect for those people over there than our homeless people here. Oh, I got it, you know, but... Uh, what you guys don't know is that she was an MP. So you were a cop within the military, 
any action in that way, like bad boy, bad boy. <laughs> Did you get it? Oh gosh! <laughs> you know, like uh, like uh, stripes. You know, when, when you know they had so many silly little they like. They had so many silly things when I was in the military. Let me just tell you, the MP uh, barracks in Germany, when I got there, I thought it was in like a movie when I first got there, because I was like, this is like one of those frat parties on crack that you see in the movies that doesn't happen in real life, and that's where I live right now. Okay, I mean, that was my introduction when I got over there. Um, the military police barracks were the worst. Oh my gosh, and the people, oh, they were crazy. They were the worst of the worst. <laughs> and I was like, okay. What I? I mean, <laughs> please don't get me wrong. Like, when I say that, they're not all bad or anything like that. You know what I mean? It was just something different that I was a very sheltered child. Never had seen in my entire life. <laughs> Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the new name for you, Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> oh, you did awesome. You are incredible. I mean, military time, and uh, we're going to go to a short break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about after the military and what drove you to become a pro MMA fighter. Stay tuned. We'll be back with Mr. 702. Hey everyone, I want to invite you to listen in to my podcast every day from Monday through Friday. We got hot topics that we're going to be discussing and talking about from here in Las Vegas and around the world. You don't want to miss this podcast because it's going to be burning hot with these topics. Don't miss it. From Monday to Friday, talking to Mr. 702. All right, so we're back with another episode. You're speaking with Mr. 702 today, and we're coming from Las Vegas, Nevada, where we're talking to Hurricane Karina. Oh, yeah, Karina. MMA professional woman fighter. Not too many of you guys, huh? What's the history on that? How many are they? Explain a little bit more about that. Well, to be perfectly honest with you, if you remember back, who is the first female MMA fighter that comes to your name? Wow. That is so sad. I know. I, I, just like every other story. Listen, listen, and I and I'm I understand totally because I've talked to you guys a lot of times, and you guys are the beginners of the sport. You start the sport, you're sweat and tears and blood, and and I can understand that. And then you have someone like Rhonda that's already coming into an industry that was built was built by guys like you. Good for her though, because she had a. We're not gonna be haters. Her mom was cool as shit. Her mom would be like, you're not friends with them. You go in there, basically fuck them up. Then you can be friends with them. Like, you know she what? grew up with good people, sorry. I, I, know, I know most of you guys. 
got a bad deal because you guys laid the groundwork for what became a professional woman MMA fighter. You guys did it, but you didn't get receive all the glory and the winnings. I and I can cope with that, and it's, and it's a sad situation. But just like everything. But for the fun, we got to go in there and legally kick someone else's ass that weighed about the same weight as us, and then they were giving us money to do it. And it didn't matter how much. It was just fun. It was like a competitive sport, and not a lot of people competed in it. But the more you knew, the better you got. It was really cool. So, like, I may have been an MMA fighter, but there were different parts that I was better at than doing MMA. Like, if I fought straight Muay Thai, I'd probably kick your ass. But... If I fought MMA and Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu, not so much happening. Like, piecing them all together is very hard. But then, if I fought you just in straight Jiu-Jitsu, probably kick your ass again. You know, but like, when it came to putting everything together, I just wasn't as good as it. As good as other people were. You know, like when I was younger. I mean, but that's like anyone. Like, not a lot of people knew everything back then. You know, it was very one-sided for each person who did it for whatever their background was. You're very humble and modest uh, when it comes to yourself. Um, and a lot of things drove you to what became an MMA fighter. Can you speak a little bit about that? What drove me into it? Well, I was always kind of a tomboy. Uh, what I just, I had a memory of within this, like, it was more of a revelation of what really I liked about fighting and why I got into it um, was within this last year, uh, I was staying with one of my friends when I first came back to Vegas. Um, I was in California for my semester. I did a semester at UNLV and everything was online. So I was in between like Huntington Beach and San Clemente. And we are in between the UFC gym and Coach Cordero's gym at King's MMA out there as well. And then like uh, I came back and stayed with one of my friends. And it was really cool because like... Um, while I was staying there, can we stop for one second? I'm sorry. It's okay. I mean, but really, what we're trying to get to is I know that a lot of things are touchy for you and everything, because as a I'm a chiro, I'm a crisis therapist also. Okay, and to drive a person to get into a fighting frenzy with another individual, as a fighter's mentality has to be. Something has to drive us to that point. And I know in a point in your life, you told me about a story that happened to you with your marriage life that was kind of like the breaking point of you to decide after the military to go into MMA okay. fighting. I, mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. Right. We don't have to go to the specifics, but... Happened was it was a bad breakup. I gained a bunch of weight when I was managing a few other gyms at the time in Las Vegas, and one of my buddies that you know like was one of my clients. He's like, hey, like I gained a little bit of weight. Why don't you come with me to one of the boxing gyms and maybe you can get some of your built-up frustration out of our bag? And I was like, ah, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I almost didn't go that day. Thank God I did. But when I went there, I almost died and fell over on the floor. I was so out of shape. It was so messed up. It was so funny. And uh, I was like, I was talking to the owners. It was this guy named Carmen and this other guy named, um, it was the LA Boxing back then, which they later turned into the UFC gyms. Um, Carmen and, I, I forget his buddy's name, but they were football buddies from high school. And um, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a pro made fighter, blah, blah, blah. And they were like laughing at me. And they were laughing with my buddy Ryan, who brought me in there. And I was like, 
like, no. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm going to be a pro. And they're like, you're not going to last a week. And I was like, when someone tells me I can't do something, especially, like, that's when I really get, like, something in me. And I'm just like, oh, really? I'll watch. And so that's kind of where that came from. It was fun. But we got to get a little bit deeper than that. You know, and we're not, the, the point I want to get to, you told me something and I just can't wipe it out because there's a lot of women uh, that go through breakups and ugly breakups. We go through uh, abuse, spousal abuse. We go through what you went through, which is not too uncommon than you may think. A lot of women have walked into a house and expected the unexpected. understand as a point of view of a viewer uh, uh another woman you know we we picture our our women you know there's been tomboys always been tomboys you know but to actually go in there like a boxer like a chicken fight right this is what i like to call it is there's kind of like uh two different parts of your attitude especially when you go through traumatic things that affect you emotionally it usually causes on like depression of some sort and so there, there's like two different kinds of depression that you can go through. Um, there's the depression that I went through when I first started fighting, which was I gained a bunch of weight. Or there's a depression after you go through an experience and you lose a bunch of weight. So there, those are like the two different depressions that I like to see and contribute to my thoughts on that. And like each one is very different. It's just what you do after it that matters more. I'm going to end it like that, okay? <laughs> and, of course, we're going to go to one more little commercial because when we come back, that's not all she did. MAA fighting and uh, military. She also was asked to be on a reality show, and I want to see what happened in that reality show when they got a whole bunch of these MMA fighters, these women all inside one home, and I want to see what happened. So when we come back, we're going to talk to Hurricane... Arena. Right. I'm Mr. 702, and I want to remind you all to subscribe to my website, Mr702.com, or you can check me out on all my social outlets at Facebook, Instagram, and of course, TikTok. <laughs> All right, and we're back with Mr. 702. Of course, I'm here with my podcast, and I'm here with the hurricane today. We're having a great time. She's out here talking about her whole life and her career. It's been a long one, a beautiful one. And now we're talking about reality show, reality TV. How did you end up on that one? Oh, wow. That was by chance. By chance happened for a girl that I really don't like, and I'm not going to say her name because I don't want anyone to know her name because she doesn't deserve the publicity. Ah! You know who you are. Bleep, 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 bleep. Oh, my Lord have mercy. It's getting hot in here. All righty then. How did it go? I mean, how many okay, women okay. locked into a house... You're telling me there was no food at one time. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? So, like, we have two different groups of six women. 
on one side on one wing, one side on the other wing, and like at Roland House, and a few of us know each other, you know, um, but a few of us don't, you know, so it's kind of weird anyway. And like I've always been in a male predominant environment, so like in high school for sports and in the military and all that crap. And like so, I was just like, oh, chicks. Most of them that I've ever met have been super girly and like very catty with each other, so I've never gotten along with them very well. So you were saying it's a chick coop? Ah! <laughs> I never want to go there again. That's all I gotta say. Stress. <laughs> wow. So. You ended up in a reality show. Yes. And it actually never even aired. I mean, it never aired. We got locked in the house. There's no food. So imagine like um, like uh, a pack of some type of wild animals that have like not eaten that are super like sportful and like in a house together and then on their periods at different times. Oh my Lord have mercy. It was the worst thing in the entire world. It was like a horror movie. How long did it last? Uh, it was only like, a, I think it was maybe like a couple months max. But we were in that house for a while. Like, it, so much stuff happened in there. Um, like, if you know who the pioneers of the fight community are, most of them were actually on that set. So, like, you know, it was crazy. And that was my first dose of reality shows where I was just like, oh wow, reality shows are not real. <laughs> so a lot of fake, fake, fake people, Man, right? you get in a fight one time and then you gotta do it your third time and you're like, really? Are we still fighting? Are you kidding me? It's those kind of reenactments? I thought it I won't get into Reality it. TV show, is it real or not? I apparently not. You heard it here on GuidoTV.com podcast. Sadly. Oh, <laughs> however. Uh-oh. <laughs> strike that. Strike that. One, no, like, Ultimate Fighter's cool. Everybody else sucks. Ultimate Fighter's cool. Those guys usually are the same. So the question on our mind is, where do you see yourself next? What is the future hold for you? So, like, after I stopped fighting, I went to school for fashion. I designed female athletic apparel. Um... My school, the Art Institute in Vegas, closed my senior year. So now I'm UNLV. I'm a sophomore now there. They couldn't wouldn't transfer. No good fashion program. So I went for business management entrepreneurship. So now I can not only learn to run my own company by myself without having to pay other people, but I know how to do all the designs and everything I want with it. And I was just listening to that Joe Rogan podcast, and I learned that, um, oh, what's that guy's name? You know, Jake Shields, have you heard of him? He used to be a real good MMA fighter, but he's out here. He moved out here now, and uh, he's training in and out of extreme. He's not a fighter anymore, but he just came out with this new fight line. I was just, like, messaging him earlier today. I'm like, yo, we're going to collaborate on something. I'm like, this shit would be cool. Like, I was in school after I stopped fighting last time I talked. He was, like, back in the day when I still used to teach for Randy. And so, like, we'll see what happens. Very cool. Family, kids. Everything else. <laughs> I don't talk about anything. <laughs> my business is my business. What's yours is yours. <laughs> She's awesome. A true fighter. This woman was born to fight. 
and a true American. We give you thanks. We salute you. And we love having you on our podcast. This is Mr. 702. And I'm reminding you all to please love each other, care for each other, because we all we got. Love you all. Straight from Vegas. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, now the show is...